Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. Tonight, we have with us Misha Rubin, who provides trans formal career programs, which are designed for people to discover careers that bring a sense of meaning, fulfillment, and abundance. He spent over 20 years in corporate America, and in his last position as a partner at Ernst & Young, he guided hundreds of careers. His corporate background, combined with his experience studying with many profound teachers and his personal quest for meaning and fulfillment, birthed the Career Leap Method, a guided inquiry that brings awareness to the deep parts of oneself, creates new career possibilities, and moves individuals into action. Now his mission is to transform the paradigm of career and work in our society, successfully the why and the how, the where and what people do, so that they fulfill their life's work and realize their full potential while experiencing a sense of meaning, satisfaction, and abundance. And today, Misha is speaking with us about how to discover careers that bring a sense of meaning, fulfillment, and abundance. Welcome to the show, Misha. Yes, welcome, Misha. I love Jennifer this Natasha, topic. Natasha, it's pleasure, pleasure to be with you. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. This is wonderful because I think most of us will agree that we would like careers that are fulfilling and satisfying and hopefully filled with success, whatever that means to each of us. So I love this topic. But Misha, before we get started on all the juicy stuff, can you just tell us how you got to this point? I mean, I know Tasha read a brief bio on you, but just let us give us a little bit more as to who you are and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So, you know, when I started my career, I changed jobs every two years looking for that meaningful and fulfilling dream job. Yeah. And that didn't help. And then I thought, let me take a year off. I think there was a time when it was fashionable to do that, to discover my passion. So I did that too. I had a lot of fun. Didn't discover necessarily what I was looking for. And then I thought, okay, let me try staying with one company for many years. So, and I, you know, I worked in big four management <laughs> consulting firm and I stayed there for 15 years and I got to be, you know, successful. I, I, I even when I became a partner in the firm, I still had this feeling that this is not it. Yeah. And in fact, like I'm wasting my life away. Like I'm not doing something very important, something that I should be doing, something that I should be contributing. So that's kind of got me on this quest for how to discover meaningful and fulfilling career. And then there was this particular moment. And I remember this moment very vividly. I call it a moment of choice. And I was sitting in, in a meeting before quarantine. It was like a real room with real people in it. And we were oh, and the good that, old days. The good yeah. old days, right? And at that time, I was partner for more than five years or for about five years. And I was more successful than I could have ever imagined 
when I came to the United States as an immigrant, right? So I had responsibilities and all, all, all great things. And at the same time, I was what I call a competent, unfulfilled professional. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is educated enough, good at what they do enough, successful enough, and not fulfilled at their job. So I'm sitting in that meeting and everybody talking, everybody has their opinion. And we were discussing a service offering to our clients, which were for the most part, large banks, right? And then I heard myself speak. And as I heard myself speak, I also heard my quiet voice that told me, Nisha, this is not aligned with who you are anymore. And that was like this moment of choice where on one side, I, you know, I had this career that was successful and soul wrenching. And that left me with like, you know, like just this emptiness or just void of purpose and meaning. And I worked with great people and we were doing, it wasn't really about them. It was truly just about me. And and on the other side, there was really unknown. I didn't know what it was. And I had um, three small children. Uh, You know, I was a breadwinner in the family, but I knew at that moment that there is no way I can stay where I was. And what I didn't know, the while it was terrifying and scary, and I started a few businesses, what I didn't know that six months from that point, I will wake up in the morning and suddenly I'll actually have the answer to why I wasn't fulfilled. Like I had language for it. I I could explain it to others. And that was the beginning of the career leap method. And since that moment, I've been teaching, I've been speaking, I've been working with people, I've been on podcasts. So just my life took another completely turn. And but what I'm doing is fully aligned with my values. It it's built on my strengths. Mm-hmm. It's motivating for me. It yeah. just works for my life, for my family. So it it's been a journey. <laughs> but here I am. And life awesome. is always a journey. Yeah. Can, yeah. So can we talk about this a little bit more? Because a lot of the things that Tasha and I deal with and when we speak to individuals or if they reach out to us, it is this feeling of, I know this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I just have this feeling inside. And yes. they may not know like you what they are supposed to be doing. But can you just mm-hmm. tell us a little bit for you? What did that feel like? You were unsatisfied. You weren't fulfilled. You were kind of stuck. How did that manifest for you? Was it ailments? Mm-hmm. Was it just right? Kind of physical, a- mental, like mm-hmm. what, how did that come out? Cause it, it seems to be different. Yeah. Well, one part I was always looking. So I was always looking like what's next, like how I can fill this void. Should I take on another project? Maybe an internal project at work. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of like with mentorship and with flexibility and with, um, all types of topics. Maybe I should take a project outside of work. You know, I became a board member of Worldwide Orphans. I released a music album. I, you know, I adopted three children. <laughs> you know what? And, and I still, you know, I still had this void. So I guess the way it expressed this feeling of void was anxiety. I knew also, you know, I think what's really was bugging me that I knew myself as the person that if there is like something that I need to solve in life. Mm-hmm. that I can do it. And this one for years, I, I just couldn't find a solution to. Yeah. So it helped me felt, I felt like really helpless and resigned and anxious and stuck, you know, like yeah. stuck, maybe exasperated. Um, 
Yeah. Was there anything that you did right before six months later when you woke up and you were like, Eureka, this is it? <laughs> I studied for a year. You know what I mean? It wasn't like all of my sudden moments were not sudden at the same time. Right. I did rigorous study with major teachers. I I did a lot of programs. I did meditation. I, you know, I I was surrounded by very profound people that with whom I was in this inquiry. So it was sudden, it wasn't sudden, right? Yeah. But what was sudden is that I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. I wasn't looking, okay, let me discover a method and then go and teach everybody. I didn't have this intention, right? It just, when, when I saw the answer, then the intention showed up. Right, right. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So yeah. now you're, you're, you're following your work. You found a way to become aligned with your soul's mission in life, for lack of a better term. How do you help other people do that, especially the individuals? They know they're stuck. They know they're a little unhappy, but they also have no idea what they want to do. Yeah. What yeah. kind of path do you put them on or what kind of tasks do you give them to? Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the method? Homework? Yeah. What's the method? Just give me everything. Okay. <laughs> this is exactly. So this is exactly the person that I work with. So let me talk about um, several in ingredients okay. of the career leap method, because I think that they will help. Uh, to understand. So the first ingredient is a called unique career criteria. So let me like, and I'm talking to the listeners, right? So imagine, imagine that you're doing the work or solving problems or, and work in an organization that represents your values. So imagine that. Imagine that the work that you do is actually uses your strengths. Imagine that you um, motivated, your motivation, the work set up in a way your motivation mechanism is in play and you feel motivated. And also imagine that your interaction with a team and with customers or with other humans aligned with your, what I call interpersonal profile. So these are the four things. So if you could imagine that, then what would be natural is that you would have enthusiasm, commitment, growth, and you would thrive as an individual, right? So this is where the concept of unique career criteria comes in. So there are four criteria, at least for now, you know, my method always develops. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I might have more, but so career values is that's your guide, that's your guidance for meaningful, for meaning and fulfillment. So I'll tell you, if you don't experience meaning, meaning and fulfillment at your work, most likely, the industry you're in, the problem that you're solving, the organization you're in, maybe the leaders you follow are not aligned with your values. That would be number one reason. So the second criteria would be your strengths and your strengths is the most important ingredient into success. So if you wanna be success, do the work that's built on your strengths. The third piece is motivation mechanism. So we all motivated in very unique ways. So understanding your motivation mechanism and choosing careers that align with that, that would actually gives you a sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And the last thing was interpersonal profile, which is really the way works for us as humans to interact with others. And that's responsible for social well-being. So unique career criteria, those are unique qualities, preferences, ways of beings that are unique to who you are. And if you really, first of all, operate in that environment, right? So first of all, you might already see where there is a misalignment in your current job. 
or career. Right. So you might immediately say, oh, this is what it is. It's, it's the motivation or that's the second thing. If you re so that's the, I call this your best game zone. So if you're operating inside of your unique career criteria paradigm, and in that, as I said, there is enthusiasm, there is a commitment to results, there is uh, growth, and what everybody wants, your peak performance. So if you're wondering why you're also not making enough money, why you're not getting promoted, why you feel stuck, well, because if you were in this, your best game zone, you'd be in demand. Everybody would want a piece of you. Everybody's like, come on, come. You know, you would be your best. Mm -hmm. So th that's, okay. So I discussed unique career criteria was the, which is the first ingredient of the career leap method. I love that. That's a lot. It's a lot to figure out if that's just the first one. So keep going. I'm going to let you keep okay. going. <laughs> so that ingredient is key to discovery, right? So in discovery part of my program, you discover who you are, which is your unique career criteria, and you choose your direction. So knowing what to do in life is a function of knowing who you are, right? right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Are you ready for the second ingredient? Yes. So the second ingredient, I called it impactful, compelling communication. So, so the second ingredient related to once you know who you are and where you're going, how to pursue it. And I have a very unorthodox way of pursuing your dream career because listen, the common way people look for job, they update their resume with their skills and experiences, and then they look for postings. Yeah. That's probably way, the way you found your job that you don't like, you know, yeah. plus, you know, so many people that have great skills and great experiences and hate their jobs. Right. Yeah. So it's, so what I say, so if you know your leap, right, if you know what is the problem that you want to solve, and if you know your unique career criteria, specifically your values, mm -hmm. then you go and look for these organizations that align with it. You go find them, you research them out, you do go deep on them, and then approach them with a compelling message. Mm -hmm. So that compelling message were the three principles of impactful communication come in. So one of the cool things that I do, I teach my students to write what I call a magic letter. And the reason that I call it magic, it's because it is designed to produce a nonlinear outcome, like get a response. <laughs> you know, when you write to a stranger, what is the likelihood that, you know, especially at night, at our times where so much communicate that they will respond. So what do you need to do, right? So the magic letter, and I have these amazing stories of how the student of mine that worked on Wall Street had two small children, was very interested in the field of education, found an educational company that she was interested in, discovered that the CEO used to work on Wall Street also, okay. wrote him a magic letter, this, received the response the same day, let's meet for lunch on Tuesday. Awesome. Or there is another student of mine, Rebecca, who went to, who decided to, she was a nurse for 30 years, and she decided to become, once she discovered her unique career criteria, we did all this work, she decided to become a holistic health coach. She decided that she thought, I need to get a graduate degree. Mm -hmm. It was June. The deadline was in April. <laughs> we wrote a magic letter. Mm -hmm. She got accepted. So I have a lot of stories like that. that you know, yeah. another student recently wrote to me, it's like, oh my God, she was changing career like majorly, and she was looking for a mentor magic letter she found this woman that anyway she has a mentor 
So the three principles of impactful communications are that you got to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And authentic is related to your unique career criteria, right? So it's true to who you are, true to your values, what problem you want to solve and why, that's your kind of why. You've got to be relevant. So you got to understand what it is they want, why, what motivates them, what it is they're interested in. You know, by the way, one of the big mistakes people make in their resume, that they put it in chronological order as if anybody is interested in their autobiography. It's got to be relevant. So you want to bring relevant information to people. And the third one, you got to be transparent about your intentions, Mm -hmm. about your maybe gaps that you have, whatever it is. Okay, so that principles of communication, I also apply to interviews because the paradigm of of interviews is very unproductive. So the current context of interviews, they interviewing you and you trying to be, to, to show them that you're better than you are. <laughs> That's basically yeah. Yeah. The, the, the paradigm of their interviewing. And that what it leads to just these misunderstanding that later on will come up, even if it all works and even if you start nicely. So what I say, if you are authentic, relevant and transparent interview, your job is done. They should based on that, figure out whether you are the right candidate for them or not. Mm -hmm. But your job when they interview is actually interview them and understand, are they aligned with your values? Are the values that they're putting on their website is the values that their organization and CEOs and management is living? Is their work environment what you want to be? So then your job is very different. You can relax and just give them whatever it is and you focus on them. And then the last piece of impactful communication, I teach people how to negotiate which is such an important piece, especially I know for women, right? There is, it's like everybody talks about how women feel disempowered in negotiation. So mm-hmm. how to actually gain that muscle in negotiation. Yeah. So, so that's my second, second ingredient, unique. Uh, my second ingredient is um, impactful communication and that's related to pursuit, how you actually get what you want. Mm-hmm. Did I overload you guys with information? No, I was just thinking, though, instead of one dish, this is more like, instead of ingredients, it's more like, this is one dish, this is another dish, and we're getting all together to the giant meal. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, this is the meal of your life. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's everything you're saying, I I think both Tasha and I agree 100% with, and this is... This is powerful stuff. And this is stuff that recruiters or, you know, remember when we were in school, um, at least here in high school, what they would do is oftentimes you would meet with like a career coach and they would help like guide you in the future. Right, right. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go to college? Or let's get, you know, do you need a job right away? No one said any of this. Yeah, I know. I think in our society, we are taught so many things, right? So many things, zillion things we taught, but nobody teaches us that. That's why I think that career education is such an important piece. Mm -hmm. And that's why I launched the program for students. I just completed my first pilot program because I think high school is the best time to start asking those questions. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think one of the things that we're taught too is that you find a great job, a great career, pays well, you know, gives you the opportunity to rise on up and then you dig your heels in and you stay there the rest of your bloody life, (laughs) whether it aligns with you or not, because otherwise, what are you going to do? Right. Or, I mean, it's just, I I seem to see that a a lot, that sort of hesitation to move from a supposedly safe 
uh, you know, career into yeah. something that would better serve you and yeah. thus the world. Because there is no education. I think we live in truly extraordinary times. You know, we live, you guys, nobody had the times that we had. I'll, and I'll give you uh, four reasons. Number one, pandemic made remote work acceptable, meaning you can live in, the, in, in like in a little town someplace and work on Wall Street or Silicon Valley nowadays. Right. It's like, right? Nobody had that, like really, right? The second thing, the society is going through such a big transformation. And when that happens, there are so many business opportunities. Yeah. This is very unique time that we're living in. Our society made a jump of like probably 20 years in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm just saying the opportunities are incredible. Number three, there has never been easier time to start your business. I'm not saying it's easy to run the business, but the barriers to starting business are minimal. When I came up with a career leap idea, I built a page in an hour. I posted on Facebook and LinkedIn. I got my first three students. Right. Who had that? Like what people did 30 years ago? I have no idea. And the the fourth argument, if that didn't convince you yet, (laughs) unbelievable access to learning. Yeah. Like you can sit... Like literally your butt could be on your couch and you can get an MBA or you can get a certificate program from an Ivy League college nowadays, or you can just take a course on Coursera or many, like nobody had even one, at most one, you know, I think we went through times where there were a lot of business opportunities, but these four things, nobody ever had it. So if you, anybody doubts whether right now is a good time, I'm telling you, there has never been better time and the problem is that people just don't know how and that's where I think the career education is so important yeah yeah it definitely is and plus it's it's all very positive but it's also information overload and a lot of times what happens is when individuals have that they they don't know where to start if you're not focused and you don't really know if you're all over the place and you know I'm not happy with my job I know I want to change where do I go you have so many options that sometimes that paralyzes people. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah. you really need to have kind of a, a cleared, you know, whatever kind of clear focus that you can working with someone like yourself to help guide them and kind of say, look, this is what I suggest. Hey everyone. Did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it. And we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right. Because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on. And we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, You'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. You need three things to implement any big change successfully. doesn't matter whether it's related to health, to your relationship, or to career, like it doesn't really matter. So number one, you want to have a proven method. You, know, you don't want to reinvent your method. You just yeah. want to have a method. The yeah. second thing you need to have a structure. And the third thing you need to have a guide. Yeah. Then you are covered, you know, yeah. then you need to do the work. 
You yeah. know, nobody will do the work for you. But that those are the three kind of ingredients to make a change in your life. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. like that. That's really powerful stuff. So, I mean, we have this meal in front of us, this kind of a You just have way. two ingredients. It's not the oh. full meal yet. Okay. <laughs> Give us more. Give us more. We're hungry. We want the You're dessert hungry. and the cheese platter and everything that you need to give us. So bring it. So the third ingredient is really, I call it unstoppable mindset. And actually, I can just talk about that one for hours, but I want to talk about one piece of it that I find very important disempowering beliefs, you know, as humans, we, I don't know, that's how our mind works. We create beliefs. Mm -hmm. And what is a belief? Belief is some type of a thing that occurs as the truth. Mm -hmm. It's not the truth, but it occurs as the truth. And we create disempowering beliefs about ourselves, about our skills, our ability, our age, our gender, our looks, our, like you name it. We create disempowering beliefs about other people, about what they are or what they would do or what they would, what wouldn't they give us. And these beliefs limit us from seeing what are the career opportunities. So a lot of people actually stuck because, or they think I will never make money doing what I love, or I'm too old, or I don't have right skills because they actually not, don't not see all the opportunities they could have. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that happens with disempowering belief, they also constrain us in how we pursue our goals. Right. So, so here it is. So what I teach in my programs, I turn my students to become masters in identifying those beliefs and dismantling them and replacing them with an empowering context. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's the last ingredient. That's, That's it. Last, Three. Last There's, your dessert. There's your dessert, kids. Let's mix them up. <laughs> No, I love it. It's a three course meal that turned out to be <laughs> fabulous. No. And it's so important to do that because we talk about limiting beliefs all the time and yeah. the, they have such an impact, whether or not you believe in them, whether or not you think it, whether or not you think you have any limiting beliefs, they are impacting you in a, in a good way, in a bad way, depending on what that belief is. I, I we truly do believe that's almost where you need to start. It's kind of, you know, let's figure out yeah, what they are. But- what what I teach my students, I have a whole theory of beliefs. So I actually teach them how beliefs are constructed because they construct it in a very particular way. And I give them a method of how to dismantle them. Sorry, Natasha. No, I was just going to say, I think it's very interesting that a lot of people, I mean, (laughs) even I have friends, I mean, we are in our forties and they're still making discoveries about these beliefs that they didn't even realize had that was making choices you know like I just had a conversation last night with a friend of mine that was saying you know whenever I get in this particular situation I feel a lot of anxiety I don't know where it's coming from and in when you have an outsider point of view it's very it's it's a lot easier to put a little bit right. of insight into that right and go, hmm, I wonder if do you think this and this oh my god yes I didn't realize my whole life that limiting belief comes from here so right. moving forward now she's figured it out then she can you know start doing something to apply it into the real life situation so yeah it's it's interesting though we have a lot of that we don't even realize we have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you willing to share kind of the formula or is it, is that? Yeah, sure. No, no, I'll give you some maybe ideas. Okay. That, you know, the, we as humans, it's important. We're not stupid. You know, we create these disempowerment beliefs for a reason that that's important to understand. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's the way we create them because we have evidence for them. So if you, Natasha, so give me an example of a disempowering belief. 
Um, uh, well, really simple one. Money's the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Great. What, what an awesome disempowering belief. Now, <laughs> and if somebody who has this belief, they have evidence for it. You know, they didn't just come up. There is tons yeah. of evidence, the evil that money did. You know, there's tons of it. A lot of evidence. So if you're somebody that believes that, you're always actually on lookout for more evidence of that. So yeah. every time there is this bad person did something bad or money, you're like, you see, you see, you'd like notice that and you keep like adding it to your evidence pile. And yeah. that makes you believe even stronger, right? Yeah. Now, now, what if we look at the opposite of that? That money actually does a lot of good. Mm-hmm. If we look at the opposite of that, well, you know, I'm on the board of Worldwide Orphans. You know, we help children at risk. We do amazing work, you know, in, in Haiti, in Ethiopia, in Vietnam, in Bulgaria. Why, the only reason that we can do this work because some generous people give us money, mm-hmm. right? By the way, if you guys, anybody wants to donate to Worldwide Orphans, you go ahead. Now, (laughs) so here it is. You for, this is the thing about belief. It has some truth, but not the full truth. It's not the the truth. It has some truth. Now, then money is like, it could be horrible. It could be great. Like many, many things, right? So that's how you start dismantling. You, You start seeing that it might not be necessarily be the truth. And then you start having awareness. I was like, oh my God. I just thought that money is evil, but in reality, it could be evil, but it could be great. So I, right now, the person who thinks that money is evil, they probably are not paid enough. They probably struggle, might be struggling with money. They probably will be really disempowered to have a negotiation conversation, right? So all these things would be already limiting them and how they participate in life. Yeah, it's so true. Well, you know, I have a question too. This makes me think of what about those people who, not that they necessarily have um, a lack of confidence, but they don't have this belief in themselves that they're capable of doing something. How is that different from a limiting belief? I mean, it is a limiting belief. It is a limiting belief. It has evidence. It's like, look, look, look at me. Look, I screwed up there. I couldn't do this. And then those people will be like, oh, when they didn't do something right, oh, another evidence that I don't, you know, that I'm not this and that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, go look at, look, find opposite evidence. Yeah. Somehow you made it till this point. You gotta did, you gotta have done some things right. I don't know. But, yeah. but, but for, for, what's important is the awareness of start noticing these conversations and to understand they are not the truth. Right. They might have some truth to them. They know the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I almost think, Joshua, for you, that one was um, the example you just gave is just feeling unworthy of something. Right. You know, yeah. And that's a big thing for a lot of people. Myself it is. Yeah. in certain areas, right? Yeah. yeah. And to your point, Misha, I mean, there are experiences that we have in life that will add to that limiting belief, right? And but you see, when you have a limiting belief, you're almost wired to look for them and to collect that evidence. You're like, you see, you see, you see, you see how much evidence I've got. 
Right. Oh, absolutely. And none of it's linear either. I was speaking with a hip, uh, hypnotherapist one time and she was saying, you know, those those traumatic experiences that then lead you into, you know, certain belief systems later in life. Yeah. The, the trauma itself doesn't have to be linear. Right. So it's something that occurred before this event actually can lead to this. And I, it's, it's, it's interesting how that all kind of does. So if somebody is in that space where they, you know, have a limiting belief. I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I, what I really want to do is start my own company, but I don't think I'm capable of doing that. What's they're aware that they have the limiting belief. And then what, then where do we go from there? Yeah. To me, it's all about having the tools. So I said, you have, you have a method, you have a structure, you have to have a, a, a right guide, right? So you need more support then, yeah. you know, there are some people, you know, that totally can create their generate their own structures, there are people that can do some things by themselves. I usually say, of course you can do it on your own. It took me 20 years to do this, <laughs> right? I made so many mistakes. Yeah. I endured so much pain. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is not whether you can do it on your own. I totally believe in mm -hmm. people's ability to do a lot of things on their own. If they put their mind to it, the question is, is the time? Do you have the time? Are mm -hmm. you willing to pay for your mistakes and do detours and all these things. Listen, if you have infinite amount of time of trials and errors, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah it's so and true. also, it's, it, can your time be better served somewhere else, right? So if you can right. <laughs> shorten that process and get to what you're actually supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. 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 Look at this as your own kind of uh, productivity and profitability, right? In business, we're always looking at that. What, how can we be more productive and more profitable? Mm -hmm. This is something you should do for yourself in a sense, right? And it, it may not be the literal translation, but what can I do to more proactively or more efficiently get to my kind of determine my inner, inner soul alignment and roots and get to my goal so that I can thrive and succeed and be you know, quote unquote, profitable in my own well-being. So it's yeah. always looking at that. Take that business mindset for the professionals on, you know, our listeners to think about that and do that, apply that, those tactics to yourself, because we do it from a business standpoint and to increase, you know, the bottom line and our PLs and everything. But do we do that for ourselves? Yeah. So Misha, you have given us a lot of delicious ingredients. <laughs> you, if you had to tell our listeners, give them just three things to kind of get on their path so they can take that leap with their careers and truly be fulfilled. What would be just three things you would have them do tomorrow? Just three. Okay. <laughs> so one thing, so I think, okay, so this is like, I'll give another like piece of maybe theory, you know, the status quo situations that we end up with, you know, that we feel stuck and we feel like we don't know what to do, or it's an effort. Mm -hmm. So those situations have this quality that they suck us back in, right? So the only way to get out of them, if you, it's almost you need to jump out of it. You know, you cannot be like, oh, and take like a little action and then see what happens and then think about it. And then like, oh, you see it didn't work and go back. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So if you feel like that you really stuck or if you, like imagine if you were, you know, you know, if you, we're truly stuck to something, you would need to pull really hard yeah. to unstuck yourself. So I would say just prepare for this big jump, right? So that could be you taking a lot of actions, you talking to a lot of people, 
you know, a, a lot of things could happen in your conversations with people that you might know, or people that you respect, or people that actually are a role model for you of how to live life, but don't have one conversation, go have 10, go read some books, go, I don't know, you, you know, there are other programs, go do something, go, go put yourself in some type of environment. I think I gave them like 10 steps already. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though, but it's true. Take the leap is what I'm hearing. Kind of rip that bandaid off. If something's hurting and bothering you and you're so right, because I was just reading the other day that money loves speed. You know, let's think if we, if what our goal is to be successful financially, you know, have financial abundance and we have all of these ideas, they're all great and good, but if we don't do anything with them, it's almost like, eh. so remember money is energy, right? So for those of us who are trying to, you know, live this abundant life, if you have an idea and you have a good one, just try it and do it quickly because you don't want that energy to become stagnant and then just disappear, you know, so money does love speed. So this is all good stuff. What, what else? What else? Cause I feel like that was 10 in one. So one, <laughs> A, B, C, D, e, F, G. you're being very sneaky. <laughs> okay. So the other thing that I would tell you, you know, the unique career criteria, think about what are your values? What are your strengths? What motivates, you know, get, you know, listen, you can start thinking about these subjects. It's uh, it's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I, I like the what I'm I think what I'm hearing you say is have fun with this. It's almost like picture your dream life. What does that look like? How do you feel? And then start to dissect it, right? Because earlier you were saying if you were in a position where you feel so good and like you're doing exactly what you need to be doing, what does that look like? So it's almost like just play this game with you. And I do this with my clients when I'm selling them a product. I'll say if I can give you anything, the perfect ideal thing to sell this product or to help you reach your goals and objectives, what would this look like? And they just start throwing things at you. And some of them are, you know, there's no way we can do that, but it's, it's fun and it's a process. And in that, what you're doing is you're learning exactly what they want. Exactly. And I feel like that's how you'll learn exactly what you want as well. Listen, I think everybody's journey is so different. You know, some people like to visualize things. Some people like to do something. So you guys do it. But my advice is just go and do, do, and don't do just one little thing and then go back into your swamp. No, no, go and go and go and go. It takes something yeah. to, to break the cycle. Yeah. yeah. Give it life. I love that. So Misha, a couple more questions for you. One question is um, one thing that Tasha and I both believe a lot in are kind of the power of mantras and affirmations. Do you happen to have a mantra and affirmation that you use on a regular basis or no? Okay. So I use, okay. That's a great question. I, I don't have a mantra on affirmation, but what I have is my career value statement. And that's what I teach my students to do. And to me, that's what's guiding me in my life and at my work. So I can share that with you. Yeah. So my career values are making a difference, clarity, and manifesting. So once a person gets to their career values, it's like you meet yourself Mm -hmm. and it's inspiring. It's beautiful. It lights your heart. So that's my, my thing. Can you imagine how much better this world is going to be now that you're teaching courses to kids in high school? Because if it starts that young, imagine that you're empowering them. And Mm -hmm. so when they're at our age or into their careers in 20 years, how much more empowered they're going to be. So Misha, thank you for doing that. 
Honestly, oh yeah, it's awesome. Like instead yeah. of what do you want to, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Right. I mean, that's kind of what we're, we're getting at here. Actually, the question that I ask, what is the problem that you want to solve? What problem is worth your life, you know, worthy of your life, of your time, of your energy? So that's really the question because who you want to be is actually, I think that's a very broad question to answer. But I think if you start looking for the problem that you want to solve, that I think that's worth your time and energy and effort, that's what you should be looking for. Not and I just started with students, so I'm still learning myself. It's, it's a, <laughs> working with teenagers is the whole different world as a turnout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be fun. They'll keep you on your toes. And imagine how much you're going to learn from them. I, yeah. Listen, it's preparing for teenage years of my kids. So I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nisham, one last question for you. If individuals want to work with you, if they want to follow you, just get to know more about you, where can they go? Okay, so if you want to learn more about me, MishaRubin.com has a lot of in, a lot of stuff about me. There is a free course that you can take, like uh, there are tons of podcasts uh, that I participate with. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm ready to pull the plug, then go to TheCareerLeap.com and that's the site for my program and just sign up for my next program. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.